podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Elite, where we deal solely with Elite Ice Hockey League matters. If you haven't yet, subscribe and download us through your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple, and don't miss an episode. It's celebration time in Cardiff this Saturday when fans and faces from the Devils, past and present, will converge on Ice Arena Wales to celebrate the career of defenceman Josh Batch, who is marking his 10 years plus with a testimonial. Joey Haddad, Sean Bentivoglu and Andrew Lord, among others, will be returning for one night to commemorate the contribution of a popular player in South Wales. Just who was responsible for Lord's return and what does Batch make of the appointment of new coach Pete Russell? This is where you'll find out as we chat to Josh Batch. This is Elite. Josh, firstly, welcome to the show. You've been good enough to join me during what is no doubt a busy, busy week for you. But first of all, how has arranging the testimonial been for you so far? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's um, yeah, it's like you said, it's been a busy week. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on, but it's sort of coming together. We've got the jerseys finally, which is a, a big, big weight lifted. They came from Slovakia, which is uh, it's always a, a, a funny one. You don't have to get stuck at customs or anything else, get lost. So. Uh, things are falling into place, but um, yeah, I'm excited now for what's hopefully going to be a, a good weekend. Now, it's been a long time in the planning, of course, but what would you say has been the most difficult thing you've had to arrange in this process? Um, to, I don't know. To be honest, it's kind of a different stage, different things crop up, which are like the kind of are at the forefront. But uh, in general, I would say probably the, the jerseys and uh, kind of arranging all the sponsors and the individual sponsors for all the jerseys. Um, I've still got that to do tomorrow. So, I mean, it's 35 or 40 players, sorry, with uh, each with a different sponsor and just kind of liaising with everyone and arranging everything. It's been a bit of a struggle, but I've had some good help. So it's uh, it's, it's going to get there in the end. Ticket involves a lot of phone time, text messages, WhatsApp, phone calls, what have you. Yeah, I'm not much of a talker, so, so a lot of texting, to be honest. Which probably slows the whole process down even more. I mean, the, the guys you've got coming back for it, absolutely fantastic. Andrew Lord, I think, was icing on the cake the other day. Um, anybody that hasn't seen that list, get, get yourself on social media to, to see the, the guys that are coming back. Um, are, are there any that couldn't make it? I'm aware that, obviously, you, you ask so many people for whatever reason, and maybe guys can't make it for what reasons or there's something else going on in their lives that maybe the timing's not right. Have you, you encountered that in, in organising these guys coming back? Um, to be honest, I haven't really. There's everyone I've asked has pretty much came. Um, obviously, in, in my head, I've kind of had a, a list of guys that I wanted to come, um, and I managed to get all of those, um, and then and some more as well. We're lucky that um, in Cardiff, as we've got obviously got a lot of guys that live here locally, but then uh, a lot of the imports look like um, guys I played with in my, my first couple of years: Chris Blight, uh, Mac Faulkner, and Tyson Marsh. They all before I even asked them to come, they said they wanted to come. They were they already booked their flights. So yeah, I've just been lucky to have um, a lot of good teammates who've been willing and um, and happy to help me out. Now, as we're speaking, it's Wednesday. The, the, the dinner's on Friday. The game itself's on Saturday. When do these guys start arriving then, if they haven't already? 
Um, so they're, they're, they're taking off uh, tonight, local time for them. I think they, they land here tomorrow morning. Uh, so they'll be in Cardiff by the afternoon. Um, and I think that's when the fun probably start for most of them. And you must be excited to see these guys again. Again, you mentioned guys like Mark Faulkner, who played for the club a long time ago now. You know, just to catch up with them again, just be in their company and, you know, reflect on, on the times you had together as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially Mac and he's, uh, like you say, he's someone I haven't, haven't seen for a while. He's, it's been a, quite a long time since he's at the club. I've seen him once or twice. He came back, I think, for a, maybe it was Richie's testimonial. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting to kind of catch up when you, you've you've both moved forward like a decade in your life, so kind of both both at different stages from when you last saw each other. So it's interesting from kind of from that angle. But yeah, it's always good fun, and uh, I'm just happy to get be able to get a lot of guys back together. Obviously, a lot of guys have played together, but uh, then there'll be some some guys I haven't met before. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun see, seeing all all those guys kind of interact. But um, it's also, I think, good for uh, some of the guys that didn't get a proper send off because of the COVID year um, to to come back and to be in front of the Devils fans um, once again. I'll be, I think that'll be nice for them. And um, I think Lord Lordo, especially, is one of those. Joey Haddad, Ben Tavolio. Um So yeah, I think it'll be great for those guys. Good. And I've spoke to a good few players through the years who've had this honour bestowed upon them. I know the clubs, I give you the date, the arena, and then you basically take it on from there. But have Cardiff mucked in a bit in, in helping you? Have they basically just left you to it and you have you and your committee have basically just went about it yourself? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've given me free reign pretty much, but um, Katrina and Todd, obviously, they pretty much run the team anyway. So, And they've been, um, I think, kind of as we, as we get towards this stage, they're kind of, um, they kind of, uh, what's the word? They kind of like um, kick into gear a bit more because they're they're the experts when it comes to the the match night um, proceedings, I guess. And um, obviously, there's there's been help as well throughout throughout the way with other stuff. But I think this is definitely where they're going to shine. And um, they're actually also responsible for bringing Lordo back. Um, Katrina was was in Greenville. Um, she was in Florida for a wedding, and then popped up there to see Lordo. And I think she was she was uh, in his ear there, kind of convincing him to come. Um, so yeah, that was uh, something they arranged and they, they took care of all his uh, costs and everything. So that was a, a really nice touch from them as a, uh, a little gift to me, I guess. That's nice. Now, I know it's not just you organising it all, and I think it's important we recognise the people that have helped you in the background. I'm making a, a good assumption your wife, Natasha, has been involved in the in things in the background as well. But who else have you got working with? You name your dream team. Give them a bit of love here. Oh god, yeah. Like he says, I've, I had to write, I wrote a big piece in the uh, in the program just because I knew every, a lot of people deserved it, and I'd probably forget to thank him otherwise. But there's obviously yeah, Natasha who designed everything, every, every graphic you see on social media, all the all the merchandise and the logo and the jerseys. Um, so she's been a, been huge in that and um, emotional support as well, of course. <laughs> um. Then who else? We've got Anne and Alan Lowndes. They kind of helped me get the ball rolling. They've they've helped a lot of people with their um, testimonials before. So they had a good good understanding of what goes on and what kind of what works, what doesn't. Um, Steve and Michaela Lyons, they're two two uh, corporate sponsors of the Devils. They've they've helped a lot with um, kind of bringing in other sponsors for the, for the jerseys and for the players. Um, kind of chasing that in because because they are obviously know all those people already. Um, 
I'm on the spot and I don't want to forget anyone. Obviously, Todd and Katrina, who we yeah. um, <laughs> mentioned already, um, all the players for coming back. And then um, well, we got a lot of volunteers on the match night as well, which obviously hasn't happened yet, but it won't be possible without them. Um, I mean, we got from from the ticket sellers to the the, um, the D- DJ, we got photographers, videographers. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably still forgetting some people, but... Um, Anyone that doesn't get mentioned, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned them all in in the in the program as well. And yeah. um, we even even had someone uh, who has a show. For, I'm not sure if it's called a chauffeur service, but kind of something along those lines. And he's he's picked all the guys up from the airport as well, like free of charge. So yeah, it wouldn't be possible without all the help we get. Really, I'm sure you'll cover everybody on the night. So don't worry about it. I did put you on the spot. Yeah. I did admit that. But it's also a time to look back at your career with the Cardiff Devils. You've been there pretty much all through your, your pro career. So what were your earliest memories of going to the club when you started out as a young lad and, and you're getting your chance in the Elite League? What was that like? Yeah, it was a bit a bit surreal at times. I mean, the place I came from was in America in like a, a pretty crappy league, to be honest. It was a junior B league and just outside of Boston. And it was, um, yeah, kind of things weren't really going my way out there. So I kind of came back and... Um, yeah, I think the first memory I had of Cardiff specifically, if I can speak, was um, I came back for a, a tryout, but it wasn't as elaborate as you might think. It was kind of a a four on four scrimmage with I think it was like me, Ben Davis, uh, Richie was there, Sam Smith. Uh, I'm not sure who else, but it was kind of like a yeah, just a little, little scrimmage, and um, obviously they saw enough to sign me, and yeah, it was kind of happened pretty quick from then and. Uh, yeah, and that first year obviously was a lot of first. It was it was a big experience coming from where I did to into a professional league and set up. And I think that year we ended up in the challenge. Uh, sorry, the playoff final, which was yeah, that was surreal. I mean, I think I was how old was I? Twenty one, maybe twenty twenty one. And um, to be in Nottingham in, in front of in front of a full full arena was uh yeah, it was a bit. I had to, kind of had to pinch myself at the time, you know, but um. Yeah, it was a great experience, but I always remember uh, David Beauregard for scoring that winning goal. <laughs> and of course, when you're you're at that age, you've earned that right to, to be in the team. But it must be quite daunting as well when you're in the locker room with with guys who are pretty serious operators at that level. Not only that, you're sharing the ice with pretty serious operators as well from the other teams. That must be quite daunting for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Like like I say, the place I came from, I like didn't really at the time. I didn't really feel like I. I deserve to even be in this on the same ice as those guys who, who have played in the, like obviously been to college, played um, whether it's like East Coast or American League games. So, um, yeah, I kind of fell out of my depth, but I don't know, kind of managed to uh, <laughs> manage to do enough to stick around, I guess, for all these years. Yeah, you've done all right so far. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you've you've seen it all in the time you've been there. We had the takeover run about 2014, 2015. You've won league titles, various other honours as well. Just when you look back on it all, I mean, it must be an incredible journey to, to look through when you think of where you were to where you are now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you touched on it the year before the new owners took in, um, took over, sorry, that we had the year where we finished ninth in the league. And it was, I think, uh, the kind of feeling around the club, not just the players, but obviously the fans, and it was it was quite a low point, um, understandably given kind of the way things were going at the time. And um, 
But then to turn around the next season and win the Challenge Cup with a, a team that was put together in six weeks, as uh, as the story goes, um, yeah, it was a it was a real uh, just a massive shift, obviously, and the peaks and troughs of 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 your career and all that kind of stuff. You look back, and I think that one especially was a huge turnaround. And uh, yeah, you could see see how much it meant to the fans when we won that in, in Sheffield. Not just that, of course, you're playing in a different venue from the one you started out in. Ice Arena Wales is an impressive place. I've been in it. It's, it's a fantastic place to, to watch hockey, let alone play in it. But do you miss the big blue tent? <laughs> it's funny because if you ask me if I, I like going to Manchester, which is the carbon copy, I'd say, oh, probably my least favourite ring to go to. <laughs> but, um, playing in the tent, it was it was good, actually. I think the, the, the room we had, it wasn't anything special, but it was kind of cosy and did the job and um, you just kind of knew whenever a team came there, they didn't really want to be there. So psychologically, I think you just kind of had that advantage. Um, and they were so loud in there as well. When like when the new t- new owners took over, we were we were selling out a bit more. The atmosphere in there was was crazy. It was so loud, and the way the seats were kind of above the ice, it just felt like the the crowd was smothering you. But obviously, in a good way for us. But mm. yeah, I think it was a tough place for teams to come and play and. Uh, which which is what made it enjoyable for us. So I like to describe those kinds of venues as having character. I think that's one way you can describe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think you see some of the newer rinks do kind of lack that. So I think it's there's something to be said for the older rinks. And uh, personally, I like I love going to Fife. I think it's it's a hostile venue, and you're getting heckled from every angle on the ice. And you're in a penalty box, and there's people walking behind you with hot dogs. I think it's I think it's great. I think. Uh, <laughs> Places like that probably won't be around much longer, so we have to enjoy them while we can, I guess. So as you look back, who are the players you, you feel you've learned a lot from in your time with the Devils? And you think of so many names that, that, that you've you've shared the ice with. There must be one or two that, that stick out as guys that you feel you've really um, have really helped you through that time. Yeah, I think obviously the, the main one being in Cardiff is Richie has been there uh, the whole time I have. And um, you, as a British defenseman, you couldn't really ask for a, a better role model um, coming into the game, probably haven't picked up as much from him as I would like because some of the stuff he does just isn't in my toolbox. But um, yeah, obviously the way he carries himself on and off the ice, he he does everything everything you would ask of a professional. Um, so he sticks out. But then obviously along the way, you've got um, speaking about defensemen, we've we've had a lot of good players in Cardiff. We have got Hotham, uh, who's obviously coming back. Uh, Gleason Fournier. Um, and we had a couple of excellent chillers as well with Tyson Strachan and um, Shane Morrison as well. So yeah, I've been been lucky to be able to watch a lot of uh, great players, especially on the back end over the years. But maybe not being able to implement some of the stuff they have just because of the uh, the difference in skill level. Now you've had some great times through the years with the club. We've touched on the, the title wins, the, the trophy wins, what have you. I'm going to try and pin you down for one moment that, that sticks out above all others. And it's a pretty tough job, I, I imagine. Is there is there one moment that really does stick out for you as a highlight in your time with Cardiff? I, I had this question recently, actually, on um, on a different different interview I did, and this is a hard question. Um, I always say that the Challenge Cup one is that does stick out because of the, the like the how much it meant to the fans after like the year the year before. Um, and then obviously winning that first league was a, that was huge as well because it was it's kind of, it's such a long body of work to get that league title which is kind of what makes it so special. Um, so there's obviously that one, and then 
the last one that would stick out would be winning the playoffs for the first time because I think it was uh, the first playoff trophy in 20 years or something that Cardiff won. Um, so that was that was good as well. But I think I think the league has to be the main one just because it's such a hard trophy to win. So let's bring it up to date. And there's a lot of excitement around uh, the recent announcement that Pete Russell, the GB coach, was coming in to take over from Brody Dupont. What was your reaction when you heard that? You know Pete having worked with him at international level. Yeah, it's um it sort of caught me off guard. I didn't I kind of didn't expect it, but um I think it's exciting for the for the club, definitely. I think as you say, I've, I've witnessed Pete firsthand and um kind of the way he goes about things. He's very, very meticulous in his planning and his detail, which I think um, for me personally, I like if, if I end up coming back. So um, I think it'll be good. And um, I think he likes to, he, he does a great job of motivating the players from what I've seen in GB. You know, he, he gives the speeches he gives, he really gets the, the juices flowing and um, he, he holds people accountable as well, which I think is something we probably, um, we could do with a bit more in Cardiff. And um, yeah, I think his track record speaks for itself. I don't think he needs, uh, <laughs> I don't think you need me to kind of to uh, validate him. I think he's he's obviously done great and I think he can only bring bring more success to Cardiff. So I take it there's no ill feeling over the fact that you, you, you didn't in the end make the final <laughs> cut for the, the GB squad. You knew I was going to mention that. Uh, um, yeah, you didn't make the final cut, sadly, but... But again, but look at it another way. It's an opportunity, World Championships next year, a chance to to show them really what you're all about. Again, assuming you're you're part of the team next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's an, an additional nine months playing his system. Um, I'm assuming he would play his same system in Cardiff that he does with the national team. Um, so it's just an extra all that extra time getting familiar with the system and uh, being able to show him what I'm capable of on a, on a nightly basis. Um, and just yeah, kind of having that immediate feedback on on what he, he wants to see and doesn't want to see. So yeah, I think it can. Uh, I'll probably end up giving him some stick for not picking me, but I think it'll be it's a good opportunity, like you say. And it must make you more determined to be involved with the, the worlds next year because you've got that. You could see an advantage the fact the national coach is going to be your your team coach as well. Again, assuming you're going to be part of the Cardiff team next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. Obviously, I was in Finland um, last last uh, last spring, and it was being in, up in that division was um, yeah, it was again. It was one of those moments in my career. You look back and you're like, kind of a bit awestruck to be be on the ice with David Krejci and uh, like some of those players. And again, didn't really feel like I deserved to be there, sharing the ice with them. But uh, obviously, GB deserved to be up there. So um, yeah, if we get to get to go again, it'll be be a fantastic opportunity and. Be another one of those moments I'll be able to look back on hopefully in, in a few years with a, with a smile on my face. So this year you've gone from a, a full season to your involvement with GB up to the final preparations now where we are for the testimonial. Then you'll be training for a new season, the season itself on the small matter of impending fatherhood. Any idea when you're going to be able to sit and put your feet up for a bit? Yeah, two weeks hopefully. We've, we, uh, <laughs> we booked a holiday for in a couple of weeks so hopefully that'll be... Um, might be my last chance to put my feet up, but um, yeah, I think it's good to stay busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I don't think I'll be getting much time to relax come come the new season. So um, it's obviously very exciting. We've got got quite a few babies around in Cardiff now. We've got got a few more coming. Um, so 
we'll have to get a, maybe get a crush up with a rink or something. But yeah, I'm looking <laughs> obviously looking forward to it. I've everyone I've spoke to said it will it will change your life. So um yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. A crush at the rink, Todd Kelman, if you're listening, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> So finally, you've been with Cardiff throughout your entire pro career. What has Cardiff Devils given you? Oh, everything pretty much. Um, I mean, you look where I, I came here as I was 20 years old, probably not much, not a whole lot of life experience. Obviously, he was pretty dedicated to hockey growing up um, and was, was still immature in a lot of ways. I'm sure I still am if you ask my wife, but um, I like to think I've done a, done a, a lot of growing up here kind of um, growing up to an adult and establish myself um, and obviously um, my whole career has been based here we both me and my wife call it home now and uh, it's going to be the home of our first child so um, yeah I probably get emotional at the weekend talking and talking about it but um, yeah it's obviously given me a lot and I think it'll always the club and, and the city will always hold a place in my heart regardless of, of whether where I'm living here or not and before we go, Josh, just finally, tickets for Saturday. Where can people get them if they want to head along and, and support you on, on, on your big night? Yeah, um, tickets are available through the Devils website, um, cardiffdevils.com, I'm pretty sure it is, and just through the, the tickets tab there. Um, yeah, I think if anyone wants to come along, it might be might be the last chance you get to see some of the Devils legends, uh, Andrew Lord and, and all those guys. So I think it's only right that we sell it out for them and maybe for me as well. You heard the man. Tickets still available for Josh's big night in Cardiff on Saturday, so make sure you get yourself down there and support him. My thanks to Josh for his time and all the very best to him for what's sure to be a great night. Don't forget our two-part interview with Mark Thomas is now available for download in the first of our Legend series, so make sure you catch those if you haven't already. You can subscribe to Elite on your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon and Apple, where new episodes will drop as and when they're ready. We're on social media on at underscore Elite IH on Twitter and Elite Podcast on Facebook. So like and follow us and share which legends you'd like to hear from in the coming weeks. And we'll try and make it happen. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening and I'll be back soon. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network.